Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 56 of the Switch Mania Potato Cast. It's the Holy Spud episode. Hot potatoes everywhere. All right, that's enough potato puns. <laughs> oh, we, we've just. Taterly! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It's too much hurry. Try my potatoes, man. I only... No, wait, I messed that one up. Ah, <laughs> oh, you spud. I said holy spud so You cannot take what I used already. I called you a spud. Yeah. I'm going to put a Spud's I... McKenzie eye on JP for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two hours later, we played Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we did. No. As you should have. <laughs> Who no, says no, we didn't? <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, um, as always, uh, Switch Collector is for sale. Um, it's at HigginsLA.com and Switchopedia.com. It is shipping. Um, I have gotten through a lot of the backers. Um, I've been spending like four hours every night after working like 12 hours. <laughs> I've been spending like all my free time like shipping out and putting things manually into my warehouse so they'll hopefully use bubble wrap on every single shipment. Um, they actually got back at me and complained that I was doing so many manual orders. Um, I told them, you're using bubble wrap and I won't use manual orders, but it takes a while, but I'm just trying ensuring that everybody's getting their stuff. Um, most of the international backers said they were okay with waiting um, to, to have everything combined, because I said, well, or you can pay the extra shipping to have it shipped twice because um, it would be the book and then other items shipped separately since things are in the warehouse. Um, I am going through then after I get all the books out and then I'm going to ship all the bonus items from my house. Um, I have everything gathered up with exception of the wooden book covers. The wooden book covers are not in yet because the warehouse or the workspace that um, our wooden book guy, cover guy and that's a thing a wooden book cover guy um he is he, the workspace was like closed for covid or whatever so now he has his own workspace and he's working on him um i haven't had an update from him in a week but he kind of goes off the grid and just like starts working because he's like an artist so he's we should be having some kind of uh update on the wooden cover soon he still has to give me the friday 13th covers and the black box challenge wooden boxes as well so he's got a lot of stuff he's making right now for me and then i have to stain them all and hand ink them all which the last batch took how long jp like four months oh wow yeah yeah so i mean it takes a while to do the art pieces i'll tell you that much but uh so far i've seen some people posting in uh in twitter and facebook and so far they've uh liked stuff I think they all want JP to do more, but um, like uh, JP took how many months to get me his awesome collector piece, and like they want more. <laughs> like he's tw he's tweeting 24 hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have I'm time. Sleeping, I'm tweeting. If I'm not <laughs> tweeting, then I'm finally writing my piece. So what I told JP, because there's a lot of people out there that wanted like variants and other like collector stuff. 
I told him, I was like, what we can do is, you know, after the Switch is done, we already have the Switchopedia out, we can do like an, an appendix at the end, you know, like they would have in the back of a, a series. You do like an appendix at the end, and we can do like every single one, like in all pictures and everything. Make something really cool, really thick appendix at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, just have fun with it. So, I mean, if you ever think that the uh, Switchopedia is done, we just change the rules. <laughs> See, Jeffrey, you're just assuming the Switch is ever going to end. I mean, this thing could just keep going. Well, if it's like the daggone Wii and Wii U, I mean, we're just going to keep on doing games for it. <laughs> well, no, not the Wii U. <laughs> That's a bad example. Oh, well, the Wii is still going strong with V-Blank. Yeah, well, V-Blank with the Wii U, too. But, I mean, that's just... Mm-hmm. That, that did not get a lot. <laughs> the Wii no. no, no. PS2 and Wii are definitely good examples. I have a feeling the Switch is going to live on forever. I don't well, know. Or ever. No. <laughs> it all depends. depends. Switch too. Yeah, it all depends on backward, had a bit yeah. backward compatibility. I almost said caterpillity because <laughs> we're still doing puns here, everyone. But, um, yeah, it really does matter if the Switch 2 is backward compatible because if it isn't, you're going to see the same thing happen, which is what we just saw with the Vita, which is eventually they'll stop producing the carts. Right. Um, then again, the NES is still having new carts created. So. <laughs> Those are easier, though. Yeah, use quotation fingers when you say that, because yeah. um, you just gave all of China and Hong Kong a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. Oh, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> now, nah, there's no way any of those companies are going to touch anything that's in current production, but, like, after production, people will do crazy stuff, like, overseas. But, um, as always, we appreciate any kind of podcast ratings. Um, like, I know we're over on the Anchor now, but Apple Podcast still does cool stars and ratings and all that fun jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked with JP, and I know, I know we were going to give away, like, a free Switch console with, like, 27 games to whoever left a uh, message on Anchor. But nobody left a message, so I guess we'll just take that off the plate, right, JP? Uh, yeah. I mean, I forgot to mention the prize, but still, they probably should have done it anyway. Oh, well. Knowing, I... knowing my past history with giveaways. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just keep that system with all 800 games. Dang. He was going to give away his whole collection, everyone, and just, I, I nobody was, left him. Well, nobody could even talk message. about their favorite it's all we needed. It's all we needed. It's like it's like one message. Hey, this is Harry. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Barry. Nice try. <laughs> this is no no uh, time, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the Chinese knockoff of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Chinese oh. knockoff of Barry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so well, the so it's still going. If people leave a message, you know, um, we probably will have a cool giveaway. Um, we I won't mean, say I'll what be it fair. Is. I- I'm I'm salty that nobody left the message. I'm probably just gonna drop the giveaway to like a game now. Sorry, everybody. Oh, you missed your time. He was gonna give away all dude, his games. You don't. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm working with what I got, which isn't much. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so should we go into Joe. some news? Yes. Yeah. I got I one. I got one, and I think Barry has one, so we're going to start before you, JP. Yeah, you guys go first, and I'll mine's, take it off. You mine's just it. a soapbox one. Um, why the heck? Because we're doing what the hell. So what the heck? Why the heck are the brand new generation games $70 yep. when they still look like previous gen games? Like, they're not that far removed yet, and 
or they're they're all just gonna be seventy bucks. It's that new console thing. Oh, we got a new console. We got to make the games ten dollars more expensive, and it's like, no, thank you. Like, what do you guys think of that? Like the the ten dollar price bump. So me personally, I'm perfectly fine with it because I'm not buying any of those games. But <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time for Sony and Microsoft to be like, oh, we can upcharge now because we have all these ABC components in our system. And, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, I remember going to Toys R Us and spending, like, $80 on an N64 game. Mm-hmm. Super like, Nintendo RPGs. Yeah. Super Nintendo RPGs. Like, I think Secret of Mana or, or um, Final Fantasy VI, they were, uh, Final Fantasy III, were, like, yeah. 60 bucks or 70 bucks. Yep. Yeah, Chrono Trigger was like eighty. Earthbound, I think, was a hundred or something like that. Uh, I think Fantasy Star Four was also like a hundred. That's insane. But I will say that you know, with a game being seventy dollars now, that's a good time for stores to have used copies, and that's when you start shifting over. Maybe you don't play it on day one, and you wait till it's sixty four ninety nine. Or JP, you buy two Switch games. <laughs> or you buy two Switch games, yeah. The Switch, the Switch tax isn't looking so bad now. <laughs> well, no, it's not. You know, here's the deal. Like, when was the last time the real price was raised? It was like the 360 came out. It went from 50 to 60 bucks because the Wii, Wii stayed at 50. So the, the 360 came out in 2005. So you're really, really looking at 15 years that the standard price has been $60. That is mm-hmm. a good run for, yeah. for, for not raising the price. And during these 15 years, a lot has increased in terms of development so it's understandable why they would want to raise the price and you know what they're <laughs> raising it by ten dollars and he, this these are only going to be the triple a games like yeah. like for example like trials of mana came out earlier this year from square that was a 40 dollar game if trials of mana was coming out on the ps5 it's not going to be a 70 dollar game maybe it'll be a 50 dollar <laughs> game instead of 40 but it, either way that 70 dollars i think is going to be the triple a you know, big budget title price, and there will definitely be cheaper games mm. coming to the PS5 and Xbox X that will be more affordable. Plus, it's not like PS4 and Xbox One are just going to instantly, you know, go away. There's still going to be games being released for those systems. So if they're Question, backwards compatible, Barry. you always just get... Yeah. Is it using new disc tech for the HD Blu-rays or HD DVDs or whatever they have on there, it like the might 4K? Be using the so, 4K. So if it if it is using a propri- not a proprietary but a new version, usually when there's a technology upgrade, it's more expensive for the first few years, anyways. So if they're doing that, which I could see them doing, that might be why it's ten dollars more because it costs a little bit and it's cutting into their profit margins and you're right it does cost a lot to develop games nowadays especially triple a titles well uhds uh uh dvds whatever the the ultra blu-rays they, they've been around for a while now and you know you can get them for movies relatively cheap like they're like the, the msrp is like 40 something dollars but you'll find them 24.99 like pre-order before it even comes out buying them. <laughs> and then they're gonna go cheaper like a lot of times you can get them for like 15 or something like that with the with the blu-ray because usually those those have like the ultra hd blu-ray and a blu-ray in there so and sometimes even a digital download so it's one of those cases where the technology has been out there for a while i think i think they just said develop development has gone up you know, a lot of these games just take millions upon millions of dollars, and there's voice, you know, a lot of voice talent and motion capture and, and music. And, like, there's a lot of 
assets that that have to be applied to these games. Uh, not not to mention licenses. You know, like even like uh, Star Wars games are going to have license. Um, the NBA, you know, the game we're talking about has the license to NBA and the Players Association. Mm-hmm. So all of those things have to be factored in too. And it's not that studios aren't making money because they are. Otherwise, they'd be out of business. But their their profit margin is shrinking. And they want a little bit more. And and I don't know what the divide is. I don't know how much the developers get. But if that extra $10 is divvied up to the developers of the game, I'm more than happy with that because they're the real MVPs. But I don't know how it's being divided. I hope that the developers are getting a, a chunky cut. What do you think, JB? Uh, I mean, it <laughs> makes sense for the price to go up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of just accept it as it is. I mean, like, you kind of... Like, you go to the movies, right? You see the prices of tickets raising all the time. It's only natural, like, you go buy movies. Movies have gone up in price. And Barry's right. Like, video game prices have pretty much stayed flat outside of, like, collector editions and whatnot. But, like, the fifty nine ninety nine, you know, we all just accepted it. It became the norm. With the Switch, we expect games to be 40 50 sometimes, and then, obviously, 60 for Nintendo. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't... I'm not surprised that this is happening now. I'm curious, though, with everything going on in the world and people's budgets changing, is this the right time to start introducing a new price? I mean, you may have to, right? I mean, if they need to be making more, I mean, there may just be no option. But at the same time, does this start to shift the consumer's mentality of, well, do I buy something on day one? Do I buy all these games anymore? Do I wait for digital sales maybe even or just physical sales and just hold off on some of them? Or... Do I go back and keep with the PS4 and the Xbox One for a while until there's really like that game that I want that I have no other option but to get on the PS5 or or the new Xbox? That's a good point. A lot of people, mm-hmm. because there was that mid-console generation jump, you know, a lot of people, maybe they have a PS4 Pro, or maybe they just got a PS4 Pro or an Xbox yep. One X, and now they're like, well, you know what, especially in the economy right now with, with the whole COVID, they maybe don't have as much money. They're like, you know what? I don't have the money for a PS5 right now, but I want to play the new NBA game. I have a PS4 Pro with a 4K TV or an Xbox One X with a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save the 10 bucks. I'm going to get that version. I'm going to play it. It's going to look great. And then down the road, you know, maybe a year or two when I decide to pick up a PS5, I'll pick up the latest NBA then for it. Yeah. The crazy I mean, thing like, is me- the sales have went up, though, for everything. Like People have been spending more money on things, but, like... It's still a big purchase, and there's the age-old, well, if you take inflation in account for the older right. games, they were more than $70. Yeah, of course. So, there's that's, that. That's always an argument. But no, I, I think that's another factor that you're talking about with used games. Uh, there's going to be people, for example, like sports games are notoriously... You know, for going down very quickly. They drop in value, especially when the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless there's special... You know, situation. So this game is definitely going to drop in value. There's no, no, you know, doubt in my mind. There are those players still that need to play it on day one, and mm-hmm. they will buy it no matter what. Yep. For everybody else, I think this might be a deterrent from going digital, because if stores start to say we're going to put them on sale or buy buy two get one free kind of deal, where it becomes more affordable to get the physical versions versus the digital, which is still $70. Um, because there's like point. deals there's deals with retailers where they can't make them cheaper digitally mm-hmm. because they have to be able to sell through the retailer and make an incentive. But I think a lot of people will you know, hold off. 
And if you get the digital-only version, you are now locked to that $70. You are locked to whatever price they give you. So there is no pre-owned. There is no used. There is no sales. I mean, there's digital sales, but there's no, like, store sales you could take advantage of. So it really makes you wonder how many people are going to go with the physical console, which the physical console still does digital. You can still absolutely play digital games on a physical console. Or the digital only, and I don't know the price difference, and that's going to be a factor for some people, but I think this higher price might actually push people into staying with physical and not going digital. You know what's funny is, like, I'm just waiting for, like, stores to open up again, or at least, you know, for me to venture out, because I'm still not, Um, but... I want to go and get the previous generation because, like, you know how I'm kind of picky when it comes to buying Switch games, and I'm putting some into my backlog. I've bought, like, nothing for PS4 or Xbox One, like, barely anything. And there's so many AAA titles out there that just drop drastically in price. I'm going to go there and, like, scoop up tons of games for, like, five bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. Like, I haven't bought Spider-Man. I haven't bought... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't bought like a lot of games that I just want to play, and it's like, yeah, those are gonna be amazing experiences when I get them, and I'm gonna get them super cheap. I did the same thing with PS3, and my wife was giving me crap. She's like, you have like 200, 300 PS3 games now, and I'm like, yeah, but I got them all for like a buck a piece. Yep. <laughs> like, like who cares? Like, I'll play them eventually. Probably yeah. not, but you never know. Switch, ironically. <laughs> I mean, if you buy them for a dollar and you play them for, you know, even a half an hour, you really got your money's worth. <laughs> exactly. And some of these games are amazing. I mean, I just remember getting a Sur- Azura's Wrath. Yeah, I remember and, that game. Oh, such a good game. And I got it for, like, pennies. Like, is there buy one, get one freeze, or buy two, get one freeze, and so many different deals and things on mm-hmm. the previous gen. So when they're starting to, like, stop carrying it, oh, it's like... Christmas time. <laughs> yep. Oh exactly. yeah. I, when I was doing my Wii set, I used to go to GameStop, and people would be like getting two games, and it would be like you know sports games or whatever, and it'd be like one hundred and twenty dollars, and then I would come up with a stack with like seventy games, and they would be like thirty-two dollars and fifty-five cents, and I'd be like, <laughs> okay, cool, because it was like buy two get one free, and they were all like a dollar to three-dollar <laughs> games, and I had the elite, so I got twenty percent off, and like these oh, people yeah. are looking at me like, how'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, the other thing I miss right now is conventions, too. Like, I would just go around and find so many cool things. And Mm -hmm. I don't even go buy games at conventions. I just buy cool stuff. But it's like, still, you're going to find the previous gen stuff there. And people just have it there for affordable prices. Because it's not in a collector's market yet at that point. It's just people are just trading up. You know, you gave me an idea. I, um... At some point, like years down the road while we're doing an episode, I think we need to play a game called What Switch Games Are Going to Be at a GameStop When the Switch Is Done? Because I picture like going and always seeing the same Wii games, and mm-hmm. I'm always wondering, like I'm looking at my wall and I'm just thinking, like, well, what games are going to survive like the apocalypse and you're just always going to be available? Because there's certain games that you're just never going to find in the wild again, or it's going to be like, oh, there's a store like 200 miles away that has it. But then there's the games that are just always going to be at every location without the case, just the cartridge mm-hmm. and, I, and we need to play a game like the top five that we think are always going to be like at a store i like that game and the listeners can record a damn message yes. um yes. of what do you think would be lost and stuck at a GameStop? because 
like you got to think about it too we could almost you know further reach because best buy really is cooler than gamestop when it comes to the switch because all the like best buy is like christmas when i go in there for a switch whereas <laughs> every time i walk into gamestop well, at least the one that's here because i still can go into one that's like pretty much covid friendly where nobody touches anything because it's on mm-hmm. military posts and i can go there and like look at stuff and i'm not touching anything but there's always the same few games that are forward facing damn switch cases or mm-hmm. switch gamestop cases and I see the same couple, and I'm like, man, they, it doesn't even look like they got any, any of the new games in. Yeah. Like, Because I, I know what's coming out because we're on the Playcast, and I'm like, but there's none of those here. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy anything. Like, There's no shelf appeal in GameStop right now when I go look at it. Um, and now this is like a smaller one, obviously, because it's you know not a, a main like GameStop, but it's one of the top-selling Nintendo game or one of the top uh, Nintendo selling game stops across the country is where oh, the wow. one I go to nice yeah because you know it's military posts all, all soldiers do is just buy Nintendo stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well you only can you're on a post you can play the switch yeah exactly <laughs> true freaking crazy gotta love it uh, so what was your news Barry my news well originally my news was going to be about the prices, but... Well, Barry, tell me about the prices. So, since, since that is, there is another piece, um, which is a rumor that comes out of Nintendo Soup, that apparently a Nintendo Direct could be coming in July. Ooh. And this is a, this is a rumor that I am absolutely praying is true, because we are absolutely uh, starved. For a Nintendo Direct, you know, we were used to one in June. Before or after they did their meeting with all of their constituents in Japan where they said they're no longer doing Directs and they're doing something new. No, they didn't say that. They said they were going to continue doing Directs, but if something new comes along that they feel Hmm. will be better, they will switch to that. So they're not married to the Direct Did they say switch in there as a pun? We will no. switch to that. Ah, I'm still doing it. But yeah, so apparently this comes from a guy called Kalos, who's the webmaster at Poke Kalos, and he correctly predicted the March 2020 Nintendo Direct would happen before it actually did. And now he's saying that there's going to be one in July. So this guy predicted the Mini Direct back in March and is predicting one in July now. Um, what do you guys think? You think this is possible? We we don't know anything after Paper Mario, and Paper Mario is in July, so we know nothing past that. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I mean, yes, man. I would say it, it's <laughs> definitely feasible. But I will say, like, I don't feel like I've been starving for Switch reveals, like especially with the new games plus Expo, and then for us, like next week, one of my pieces is that we have the LRG three presentation, we have Devolver Digital's presentation. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like. I feel like we've been inundated with presentations, maybe not directly from Nintendo outside of, like, Pokemon right now, but I definitely don't feel like there's been any shortage of, of game announcements. Like, yes, first-party games, you know, like you said, after Paper Mario, we don't really know anything, um, for sure. We've heard lots of rumors, but, like, in terms of just Switch in general, I feel like every day there's at least three new games getting announced throughout the entire year, and I'm just like, I'm good. Like, I have my news. Now, if Nintendo does a presentation, I will move my meetings around, I will live-tweet that thing, I'll be all for it, and hey, you know they're uh, going to have like that one more thing reveal. Barry, <laughs> how about I say, how dare you, JP? How dare you? Yes, we want more. 
The thing is, is I don't sit on Twitter all day like JP does, and I'm at work. I don't see anything for news, so I'm like, no. I honestly, we need some first party stuff. I want, I want to see what's going on with Zelda. I want to see damn an update on Metroid Prime Four. I want to see some of the big stuff. I want to see what they're doing. There's the, all those Mario rumors we heard aside from Paper Mario. I want to see what what's going on. Like, just give us give us a little little teaser of a bunch of stuff, and then give us JP's one more thing, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy. How dare you, JP? Stop it. Fair. You, know, Stop. you say we don't know anything after Paper Mario, but that's not true. We know new Pokemon Snap is coming. Oh, yeah. you're, sometime. You're right. We know new Pokemon. Well, we also know Metroid Prime 4 and Bayonetta 3 are coming, but mm-hmm. yeah. We saw, we saw a title. will be this year, though. Yeah, it could be, but again, it, it, you, you use the word could. We don't have anything locked in stone, and that's right. that's it. Right. We don't we don't have anything definitive, and when we don't like, we're used to knowing things in advance. We're used to knowing like la- like was it last year? It was like we knew Luigi's Mansion three, we knew Dragon Quest eleven, we knew you yeah. know Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like we were prepared. We we're like, oh, we're going to the holiday season, Link's Awakening. We're like, this is going to be fantastic, mm-hmm. and now we're going into July, and we're like, we have Paper Mario right. and. Maybe new Pokemon Snap is coming out this year? Question mark. You know, like like that's not the same level of excitement as we were a year ago, and especially with the PS5 coming out and the Xbox X coming out, and there's definitely a lot of hype behind those systems. You know, Nintendo is like putting along in like a Model T to their Ferraris or something. Like, you know, give us something. Let us see what's coming. Get us hyped. Putting along. I just see them like a little poof of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just it. We, we Like you said, we just got a bunch of presentations, and that's great. But you also remember, mm-hmm. we didn't get E3. So everything that we've seen has been a substitute for E3. Right. New Game Plus Expo, though it was a substitute. The wonderful Direct was a substitute the ea play live was a substitute we you know the pokemon and the smash things those are all substitutes for what would have been e3 and and without that and knowing that the last time we had anything was in march and that was a mini and before that was september it's been a really long time since we've had a proper big blowout nintendo direct and and we don't know anything. We don't know Zelda status. We don't know the rumors about Mario or maybe something new. We don't know what Metroid's doing. We don't know Star Fox or F Zero or, or you know Earthbound or anything. We have no idea because any everything and anything could be coming out right now. We just have no idea. And they stated they have surprises, and I hope they're not like jump rope challenge surprises. I hope they're like you know mm-hmm. Mother Trilogy surprises. Hey, listen, I think, we get I think what we're gonna see. What we're going to see is that they're going to come on, you know, the screen. You have your Switch guy. He's going to come on and go, instead of bees, murder hornets. And it's going to fly out. And that's all he's going to do. And he's going to go away. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> uh, you want the jump rope challenge, don't you, JP? I want the physical with a jump rope. Oh, that'd be great. The jump rope Joy-Con accessory. Somebody made those. And so I'm like, they could put something out very easily. So much space in the house for that. I, I'll, I'll make room for that one. Bye, kids. <laughs> All right. So, Barry, Bye. was that your piece? That was my piece. Go for All it, right. So, this this laundry list of new announcements is really for Jeffrey, because I feel for him. He's I don't away from social media. So I want him <laughs> to be kept in the loop. So... I'm not going to go in order of what day it was announced, but this was yeah. all since... But by the way, back. JP, so let's explain. I go to work. I can't have my cell phone at work. I can't... I, all I can do is get on email, and I don't even have time to check that. And then I get out. I come home, have 
dinner with the wife, and then I'm either packaging up black box challenge games and then going to bed, or sitting there watching a TV show while I have my laptop up doing orders for Switch Collector. That's all I've done all week. That's <laughs> every day. Like, I have done that and then go to bed. <laughs> and I get about five hours of sleep. So I don't go to bed, so that's why I'm here for you, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so few things first is if you like print magazines switch player magazine issue 42 is coming out and it's going to have a new exclusive super rare games card this time for graceful explosion machine mm. so issue 41 they did one for tricky towers and they partnered up again so yeah you can like still go to you had switch your player. super jp shipping i just got mine in like this hey week. To, to be fair i you got the last one then before me well, oh. yeah, but now you okay. complained and they gave you your Super JP shipping. There you go. All right, so <laughs> July 8th. Next week is going to be fun because we have the Limited Run Games E3 presentation. It got pushed from June to July, but it's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And on that same day, coincidence or not, as we know, they always do a live pre-order during the presentation. And I mm-hmm. think it already got revealed because the arcade crew announced a game that Limited Run Games will be selling on their site on July 8th, just happens to be the same day, and that's mm. Kunai. So Kunai from Turtle Blaze and the Arcade Crew will be available through Limited Run Games. That's the U.S. release. There is going to be a retail U.K. edition as well that comes in the collector box with some physical goodies. Um, that's already up on like Amazon Spain, and it'll be on other you know international sites. So it looks like that is going to be getting a multi-region release. Oh. We at least know that pre-orders will open up on the 8th, the same day as their presentation. Uh, Then on Saturday, July 11th, we have Devolver Digital's Direct at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you've ever watched the Devolver Digital presentation, it's crazy. And it should be really good because all their games are fun. Um, Some other news is that everybody bought Ion Fury, right? They bought the UK edition. And the um, (laughs) company confirmed through one of my tweets... That the North American copy is going to be coming out at some point in the future. So I got my oh, first um, Paul Solo angry tweet in a while. I said, "Good thing I don't care about regions." And he goes, "Angry Paul." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people weren't too happy about that. Now the question is, will we still get the stickers and the mini art book in the North American release? So we'll find out. We don't know yet. Um, also. Special Reserve Games is going to be opening up pre-orders again for Gris. They're doing a second pressing printing. It's going to be unnumbered, so it's not going to be numbered on the back. It's going to be open pre-order. And from what I've been reading, it sounds like it's going to be different uh, cover art and whatnot. And that opens up on July 23rd. Can we just get a second printing for Russia so that way I can get a copy? <laughs> like, what the hell? Hey, you never know. Well, they Gris did was going for like $200 plus secondhand, so it needed yeah. a second printing. To be to be fair, though, that one may not still drop because it is a numbered one and it's different packaging and all that stuff. So the value could still stay there for the first edition. So um, I, could, I completely but... I completely agree with doing a, a reprint, though, because, like, I mean, that's why I did my Black Box Challenge Kickstarter. Like, people were paying $400 on the aftermarket. I'm like, no, like, we'll just do a second printing with different variant of color or cover art and people who want to play the game can play it because you can't even play that game in an emulator so i'm like well right. here and that's just it i mean you know they see the demand the game is still continuing to build up hype a year after they've released the physical so i see i personally don't see a problem i'm glad i mean i'm gonna double dip because if it's new if it's new cover art and whatnot to me that's a variant so i'll buy it anyway and that it's open pre-order means no rush so like somebody like you jeffrey that can't get on right when it goes live 
has no problem of, of getting it if you want it. So I, I, don't I do, do variants. I have. Do you, do you think it's going to come with the outer box and all that goodies, or you think it's just no, going to be a switch? No, I, I feel like I've been. It's not confirmed because I've been. Like here and there, I don't think it's going to come in that same kind of packaging. Okay. We'll yeah, because I like my wife was like, "Oh, you know, Gris looks like a really good game. I want to play it." I'm like, "Well, we have it." You can but go not. play it, and then I looked at the price, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like no, maybe you should can. download." <laughs> but 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 now with this, it's like, "Oh, this is great!" Because the second printing will have a different artwork. You know, we right. can open it, play it, and it'll be cool. So with that, um, Special Reserve Games is also going to be doing a physical of Carry On. So that's coming soon. We just don't have a date yet. Um, what then, is Carry On? Carry On is where you play as the monster. So like, um, think of like an expedition crew, and like there's this like weird blobby monster that you're trying to kill well it's reversed you are the blobby monster and you're trying to kill them so you play as a blobby monster cool it looks awesome it really looks really cool and it's like a horror game also so i think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah remember Um, jp i'm not on i'm not online too often anymore so you gotta explain these things (laughs) that's okay um so there are some games that are shipping from limited companies so this week first press games is beginning to ship out shadow bug the regular edition i'll believe it when i see it I got the I got the tracking information, so it's coming. Well, I mean, you got special JP shipping. We all know this. Then from Game Fairy, their second release, Vambrace Cold Soul, has begun shipping. And then also today, uh, One Print Games sent out an email about uh, changing their shipping options because obviously with COVID, there's been lots of delays. So uh, check out their websites for more information. And also for Shadowbug from First Press and Vambrace from Game Fairy, it's still available, so you can go to their sites and buy it, and it should ship fairly soon. Um, then also on the 30th of June, Senron Kagura Reflections opened up for pre-order at Limited Run Games. It mm. is a uh, distributed title, so it's not part of their numbered run. It's $50 with all the DLC content, and according to their tweet, that's like 100 to $110 if you bought everything digitally. $8 million so, value. So for 50 bucks, not so bad. Um, then also, Red Art Games sent out an email with an updates on like a whole bunch of their Switch games uh, with the status of where it is in production and shipping and whatnot. And also, their uh, edition of Hover just came into their location. So those are going to be shipping soon. Uh, then we also have B-Side Games in, in Japan, Kamiko and Brave Dungeon Chronicle Pack. Their next two releases have already begun shipping and delivering. But if you're in the U.S., uh, it's not shipping to you yet. So you can pre-order it. They'll hold it for you, but they're not shipping. Um, just a few more things to go through. Uh, Limited Run Games just announced Star Wars Episode One Racer. So pre-orders will open up on July 10th. There's a regular, an N64 Classic Edition. Those are both open pre-orders. And then the those collector editions that they've been doing in uh, with the, um, the booklets with the... I forget what they're called. Barry, help me out. I, the steel books? No, well, it has a steel book, but it has like, uh, like, perspective essays and stuff like that. Retrospective essays on on the game, um, posters, all that goody stuff. Uh, the collector edition will be limited in numbers, so that you may have to jump on at ten or six p.m. Uh, last, last, last announcement is that this past weekend, uh, Space Invaders Invincible Collection opened up for pre-orders at strictly limited games. And unlike the Japan edition that came out in March, this one has every single game on the cart. So even that uh, Arkanoid versus Space Invaders digital code that we got in Japan is on the cart in their version. So that's mm-hmm. up for pre-order right now. 
and they have a regular edition, a limited edition, and an ultra limited edition with a board game. So go check out all those websites for all the details. And Jeffrey, you're now caught up with everything that I was tweeting about this past week. So Barry, you noticed that JP used what he does at the end of the episode now. At the beginning. <laughs> what do I do? That's everything that's available. You usually do that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if everybody didn't want to wait till the end to hear JP not take a breath, now you get to hear it at the beginning. Within the first 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the other piece of news that maybe we can just talk about briefly. So we all know that limited run games. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Good. So we all know Limited Run Games puts out their Club of Fun newsletter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So issue three just came out. And what's one genre that I talked about that was lacking on the Switch? You remember? Full motion video. And what was their newsletter completely about? Full motion video. Exactly. And as we all know, which I, I love because it means we're getting more, but as you know, they like to have a rumor section. So I wanted to play a quick game with you to see maybe you could decipher some of the rumors and oh, maybe God. our listeners can Scott also... Pilgrim confirmed alright done <laughs> okay well you know what let me start with that one then <laughs> they do it every time that's an ongoing joke the Scott Pilgrim saga continues now it sounds as though a famous developer is in talks to remaster the long sought after brawler as an FMV adventure featuring footage from the 2010 film Sarah it ain't so universal pictures it's not universal alright next is Will there be more limited-run FMV releases? You betcha, partner. Y'all may want to get on over to the local haberdashery and pony up the cash for a 10-gallon hat before our next releases make their way to your collection. Mad Dog McGree. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Mad Mad Dog McGree is definitely it. Didn't it support a a light gun, though? Yeah, it did. They re-released it on the Wii, I think, was the last time they had a release. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. All right, so that one sounds like we should be getting that. Hopefully... These are coming for the Switch. I really hope so. What was that other game, though? That Gunman Clive collection was also another one that hasn't been released physically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then every limited run shipment beginning this fall will come with a sourdough starter. That's right. We're baking bad. Cooking Mama. (laughs) Cooking Mama confirmed. There is a bake. There's a new game that's coming out. Um, I've been following them. Let me Holy see. potatoes, what the hell is getting a physical? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's the episode. They're listening to us right now. What's it called? There's there's like a game that was on Kickstarter. Oh, Bacon Switch. So it's a violently cute multi-couch co-op and PvP party brawler game out this summer coming to PC, Switch, and PlayStation. Um, and it seems to be having a good following. Uh, it could be Bacon Switch. You never know. That, that I don't, I don't know. According to according to Josh's tweets that he does, he he doesn't do any kind of Kickstarter physicals, is what he was saying. So I don't know. But also, these are true. They did Battle Princess Madeline. That was a Kickstarter. Yeah, but, but he not literally. Yeah, yeah, he literally oh, said that he, he doesn't. Okay, do. well, these are full motion rumors. So if it was a they did, FMV, they did thundered as well. Come to think of it. Mm-hmm. So does anybody know of any FMVs that have to do with food? Yeah, he's going to do um, Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> or Iron Chef. Iron Chef, or Kitchen Nightmares, or Hell's Kitchen. or. <laughs> All right, there's two more, and you may, Jeffrey, you may like this one because it has to go retro. So Ninja Turtles. Limited, no, 
Limited Run has published a few newly created games for the Nintendo Entertainment System and a couple of classic NES games as well, but it sounds like our customers may be jamming to some modern-day releases made for the console's Japanese counterpart, the Famicom, in the near future. Stay, and in quotes, tuned. Music or some kind of rhythm game, for sure. I mean, jamming is Toe Jam and Earl, but... But isn't jamming not... the, like, the Parappa the Rapper and the other no, guy? No, no. Unjammer Lammy? Yeah, but that's not Fammy either. Like, I don't know. Who knows, man? I mean, okay. probably something new. I mean, the I other thing is, is you see, like, there's a lot of developers out there that do Nintendo. That's the thing. Yeah. All right, so here's the next one. There are so many letters in FMV. F, M, V, and D? Hmm. D? Oh, D. yeah, the, the game D. Yeah, right? D. That was on the Saturn and the PS1. Oh. And it was D2 as well, I think, on the Dreamcast. And it was kind of oh, FNV-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, Enemy Zero as well, yeah. But, oh. but that's yeah. probably okay. what it is. Especially when they just did Real Mist. Makes sense. Okay, I'm, I'm on board for that. And then here's the last one. So at the beginning, they have one word that's in italics, which normally is a clue. So it says, as always, the limited run newsletter isn't just here to entertain. It's also here to, and then italicize, intrigue. Okay, I'll pause there for a second. Then it says, that's the entire purpose of this column. These 100% true rumors were sustainably grass-fed before being ethically slaughtered to be served to you on a silver, well, magenta platter. Please enjoy and remember, whatever news you think these rumors hint at is definitely correct, probably. Blood. The whole PC game blood. <laughs> it was like doom. Hmm. <laughs> you never know. It's magenta. It's red. Well, no, red. magenta, I think, is because it's printed it like magenta. No, blood. Redneck Rampage. Postal. I don't know. <laughs> I started naming off first-person shooters. So those are the rumors. I That's always my favorite part. I love these rumors because it gets people talking and it kind of starts teasing at what we can expect. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody that's not getting these, what's really cool is they're going to be doing an omnibus, I guess, at the end of the year. Well, they'll put all of these in a nice, uh, I guess, hardcover or paperback collection with some additional goodies. Uh, so if you're not getting these, you know, you're not missing out. But it's fun with these rumors because I always like to see what people's guesses are. Oh, um, yeah. But that's everything that I had. So we could get into the game that we played. I don't know. I think we should do more JP news. Ah, man. All right. Well, if you wanted me to. So coming out <laughs> next week. <laughs> I could do that now. We could get it out of the way and then just focus on the game. Uh, no, let's go to the game first. Let's, let's give you a chance to breathe. Oh, breathing is weak, people. <laughs> All so, right. so this game doesn't have a whole lot for the um, for the wallpaper, but the game's called Holy Potatoes. What the hell? Um, so it is the third game in the Holy Potatoes series made by Daylight Studios. Um, and you are essentially, this one, you are a little spud who happens to be sent to hell after dying, only to find out that you can redeem yourself and earn a ticket to heaven by pleasing the various gods, by serving (laughs) as gatekeeper chef and making your way down to the ninth circle of hell. (laughs) So... Um, this game's interesting because you kind of have this big pot in the middle when you're in hell, and then you kind of have all of these furnaces that you have to keep on clicking in order to make dishes and fulfill the orders of all the different deities that are hungry, and you do each meal and all that stuff. Um, 
So it's very just like simplistic, point and click. You get more and more gods and it gets more complicated and all that craziness. Um, and so I think we'll go to uh, Barry. What did you think so far of the game? Uh, this game does a very big cardinal sin for me. Hmm. And it, what that is, is it gives you some really great things to read because all the potatoes that you're cooking are all puns and they're all, you know, riffs on real people and they're funny and you get to read why they're sent to hell. But then they also put you on a time limit. Yeah. And when you're trying to rapidly mm-hmm. cook and feed in a certain amount of time because it's the objective, you can't read and enjoy the puns. And someone sat there and did all this great job coming up with all these, you know, fake characters, and you can't enjoy them. <laughs> and to me, that just frustrates me because I'm trying yeah. to play, but I'm also trying to enjoy, and I can't do either correctly. And I don't, I, I don't know why you would do that. Like, I understand why they took the time to to add all that stuff, and it's great. It's definitely you know funny and character building, but you can't enjoy it when it's like, well, I'm penalized because I wanted to read what you wrote. And Missed it's, opportunity. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like when they do that. Um, as for the game itself, it's very simplistic. Um, it gets repetitive very quickly. And I don't like when you move to a new layer of hell, you have to start over again and you lose some money and you got to re upgrade all your, your pots. And then they start asking for certain grades and you haven't upgraded your pot enough yet and you, because you can't feed them the right thing. You don't get enough money to upgrade. Like it just started getting so repetitive and more gods and and i couldn't read so i was getting frustrated and i did not play it as long as i would have liked to i wanted to like this game i went into trying to like this game it is not for me and i think by the third circle i was like and i'm done (laughs) that's enough what about you jp yeah i started off i had high hopes for it it was fun you know you get to name your character you get to name the restaurant so it was jp spud mania I loved it. I think I, mine know, was me- named Poopy Butt because I asked London what I should call. <laughs> <laughs> you get to make like your flag sigil, so I had you know JP in like a circle and whatnot, and then you start to play, and I'm like, okay, like, like Barry said, like the writing was really good. Like I like the beginning. I guess you're cooking, then you die, you're in hell. But the writing, like bet- the dialogue in between the characters, I was really enjoying. And then it goes into the game, and I felt like. There's just too much to do, and when there's a time limit, that just stresses me out. And I feel like even from like the early onset, it was already like a time crunch, as opposed to like trying to like get familiar with the game. So you know, you're you're sending the different what like the different souls into the yeah. various pots based on their um, not abilities, uh, their what's it called? They're like stats. Stats. Based on thank you. Stats. Yeah, the stats. So, you know, you're doing that, and then at the same time, you know, you've got, like, a god. So the first one's Loki, which, you know, um, is asking for different food. So you're selecting him, you're picking the food, you're cooking it. And I'm just like, okay, like, I get it. It's it's an interesting game. I have never really been a fan to begin with of, like, the cooking type of games. Um, I don't, like, they're not in my wheelhouse of games that I normally play. But here I just felt like, okay, I kind of get the game, and then, you know you progress through days so you know after a certain amount of time a day passes it shows you how much you've cooked what your rating is and then you do it again and then other gods come it was okay i mean like to play for a little bit wasn't so bad i don't think i would have gone through the entire game um i probably won't be revisiting it right now uh just because it it didn't captivate me that much to keep going because 
unless you know somebody tells me like the story is like spot on and it really gets deeper as you go on to me like you said it's it's repetitive and it already felt repetitive just after playing it for just just a little bit um so yeah i, I was disappointed i wanted to, i wanted to like i always want to like games you know because of the time it takes to make them but this one just didn't hook me in so uh jp when you mention comedy and funny stories and all that remember the show run and stimpy from back in the day yep remember the uh the horse yeah no yeah. sir i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> like, was, there's mine, done. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> no, I got it. Honestly, I only played the first circle, because, and I kept playing it just to continue. And I was going so fast that, like, all the puns were lost. Like, I just, I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, I was playing it for an hour or so, and it was just, I'm, I'm really not a fan of these type of games at all. And mm. it's just, it's, it's a really simple fun little game uh jp do we know how much this game is online yep you okay keep talking. i'm gonna yeah. let you know cool um so yeah it's the thing is the graphics are all right they're cartoonish so all the um the characters the gods they have a little like lego look to them uh, loki looks just like the lego loki um and stuff like that the, the dishes all have potato puns and you get grades as barry mentioned depending on how you cook as you level up your furnaces and all that stuff but it's really slow it's a slow roll i didn't even try i was just tapping the buttons waking up the pots so fast i didn't even care if i matched the proper colors because like each one will have like a maxed out stat color and if you do the correct pot it'll max it out but i didn't care i just kept on clicking the buttons as fast as possible because i was just so uninterested <laughs> it's like i really just didn't like it um not for me and fifteen dollars not for me <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it for 15 um once it goes on sale if you like these type of games you like your sushi strikers and stuff like that like this is a budget version of that um i, I would mm -hmm. like to say though if you do if you are a fan of the holy potato series because there's more than just one mm -hmm. there is a trilogy pack coming out physically in europe uh it's coming out september 11th it's gonna have holy potatoes what the hell on it it's gonna oh, have holy barry potatoes. will be happy he gets it now holy potatoes <laughs> were in space and holy potatoes a weapon shop and i believe each game does differ like it's not they it's do. not all this kind of um like gameplay but it's gonna it's coming from numbskull games so they're doing a regular edition and then a badge edition with pins so uh yeah we're gonna be and getting a physical then game. after you guys pre-order it and buy it then they're gonna release it in the u.s Shush. Shush. <laughs> You're evil, Jeffrey. You are evil. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. Like, uh, um, so, as always, though, we are 100% honest, and we don't let any type of things or any way that we get the game skew. We do want to thank the, you know the developers and digital publishers for providing a copy of the game even though they may not give us a copy again because we really didn't like this game um but we are honest to a fault um right i think that's important though you know yeah. if if every developer gave every reviewer a code expecting it to be a glowing review then you would never be able to trust any reviewer yeah so you absolutely need to have people being honest and you know what if I was a developer and I gave a code and they were honest and they didn't like it, I wouldn't refrain from giving them another code. I would say, well, here's my next game. I hope you like this one better. 
yeah. So the developer is Daylight Studios. The publisher was Rising Star Games. So I believe it was Daylight Studios that had provided us with the code. So thank you. Awesome. You know, it's not our cup of tea. It does not mean it's not someone else's. So I would still, as always, highly recommend listen to our take, but also form your own opinion. Watch the trailer. Get some other thoughts on the game, and then try it out for yourself if it sounds interesting. I'm I'm scared to ask, but did you do a poll? <laughs> no, the game had just come out, so I didn't do a poll. Oh I just yeah. It was one hundred percent didn't play it. <laughs> but, we, but we can do a poll after this because it'll already have been out. Uh, but yeah. no, I didn't do a poll for this week. Yeah. So um, what uh, this is all out of the loop? I am. What game are we playing for uh, for next week? Because I know JP has another one for us. We are. We're going to be playing a game from Baltoro Games. It's called Playing. It's called Urban Flow. Okay. Yeah, because I know this is one that um, that JP's wanted to play because he saw it in a Switch, a Nintendo Switch video for uh, uh, a video by Nintendo, like for Nindies yes. or something like that. Yeah, it seems Get to the controls, be stoplights. Yeah, so Urban Flow is a game about the subtle beauty of city streets filled with cars moving in perfect harmony. Um, so it's your job to control the traffic lights and make sure everything goes smoothly. Um, and it's it, it sounds cool. I mean, um, we're going to talk about it. So. Until then, you can definitely get it off the eShop now. It's on sale, actually. It's normally $15. It's $11.24 as of this uh, recording. So check it out, and then uh, I'll put a poll up, and we'll see if we get any feedback. People can share their experiences with us. And then I'll ask this time on air, can we please play some games out of our backlog in the future? <laughs> I want to play backlog games. Yes, I, I have so I, many I, games. I won't be requesting any any code. So can I, like... Can I take, like, uh, Switch collector cards and, like, throw them at my collection, and if it sticks next to one, they'll be like, we're playing this game. <laughs> like, well, we have Paper Mario coming up soon, too, which I'm sure we're going to want to do as a game. No, Barry, I don't want to play another RPG after getting to Xeno. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I need it. I need some palette cleanser quick game. You, you had Holy Potatoes and Urban Flow. There's your palette cleanser. I said a palette cleanser. Like, I don't know about Urban Flow might be good. Um, I don't know yet. I'm going to finish Xenoblade. Yes. Yes. Nothing else but Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. Should, should we talk about your progress of where you guys are? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, I, JP. I, so I'm I'm less than or I'm or a little further back than Jeffrey. I'm on chapter thirteen right now. Um, mm. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say at this point like what's going on in the story because if you haven't played it, I mean I'm sixty five hours into this game at this point. And the funny thing is mm-hmm. I posted where I was, so I'm like I'm level sixty five or I'm I'm at sixty five hours. I'm level sixty. And I'm at chapter 13, and then somebody's like, what am I doing differently? I'm at 30 hours at the exact same part as you. And I go, oh, you know, I'm taking my time. I'm trying to do all the collectibles. I'm doing all the side quests. I'm just enjoying the game. I'm not rushing through it. But, yeah, it's been 65 hours, and I'm I'm in chapter 13. I think I've done all the side quests that I believe for that chapter, so I'm kind of going to now go back to the main story, hopefully tonight, and then try and get further this weekend. But... I'm loving this game, but I'm just so determined that I'm going to finish this game before I even attempt to play anything else that's not Burnout Paradise right now. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear this. You know, every so, time I play this game, I think very smiling somewhere right yes, now. Yes, every time I see you pop on yeah. playing Xenoblade Chronicles, I will tell you flat out, I make I smile. It's just very even friended me on Facebook now, people, because I'm oh no, this. I've been friended <laughs> with you on Facebook denied ever. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so JP says that I'm further than him, but I've had like a lot of time at work. Now, I'm um, actually over the weekend. I I played through a couple chapters, um, and I was 
at the end, or I was in chapter 13 or whatever, and um, today a little, I had a little bit of time after swimming with the family and before the playcast, and I started up and I've been playing in chapter 14, so... I am probably almost done. You said fourteen and fifteen are kind of short. I like um, um four, no fifteen. I think fifteen and sixteen are super short. Okay, um, but four, <laughs> fourteen fourteen isn't that long either. Damn um, it, Barry! You lied to us. It's it's the downhill. Like you're 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 past most of the climax. Thirteen was long. Their team was very long. <laughs> um, and I am good, the though. opposite. Of JP, where I'm, I'm literally only doing the exclamations I can see, and then I do them all, and then I see some, and I'll do them, but I continue along the yellow path, the yellow brick road, and I am at the same level as JP at the same points because the you know it's a pretty balanced game because you know uh, basically if you're fighting higher level enemies you level up faster of course it's RPG, um, but. I haven't done as many, um, obviously I haven't done nearly as many things, and I've only put in about 30 hours, so I'm not, I'm about half the hours of JP, but I'm at the same level. Um, actually, I'm, I'm, what, level 60, no, yeah, 63 or something now. So let me ask you this, since you're, you're both in definitely the back half of the game, you're coming up some some really good parts, and I, I can't wait to hear your take on it. But when you finish it, do you think you're going to go into the much smaller, but still, you know, a lot of fun future connected? It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm going right into it. I told mm-hmm. I was telling Shao, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been playing 65 hours. And then there's like this this one more story. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, that's good. It's only like 12, 15 hours. Like to me, that's nothing at this point. But uh, oh, I'm mm. absolutely I'm not going to be playing this huge game that's probably going to get close to 100 hours for me. And not play, um, what is it, Future Connected? Yeah, Future oh, Connected. Yeah, there's no every way I time play I play Xeno now, my wife gives me crap and goes, why don't you play Final Fantasy VII Remake you didn't finish? Because <laughs> Xeno is a better game. Shots well, fired, and I stand by it. Well, no, the, the, real, the real answer is is because my wife monopolizes the TV with Animal Crossing, and I can't play the PS4. So like, I, the, the Switch is right there in my hands, and I can play Xeno. Oh, I said that I'm glad that I finished 7 before getting into <laughs> Xenoblade. Yeah. But I finished that, and I finished that at, like, 55 hours, maybe? And here I'm just like, oh, I'm not even close to being done. And I really wanted to to fix, um, what is it? Are they called Sectors? I yeah, sector, sector 6. I wanted, sector to, six. I wanted to fix Sector 6, but I can't find this one item to level it up to, like, level 2. And I'm just like, ah, I don't think I'm ever going to really repair that whole sector. So I tried. I have a few shops up. Some people are moving in, but I don't think it's going to happen. Man, my Sector 6 is so sad, I haven't even went back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you have to go back. Choke, gonna you don't have back. to. <laughs> I don't have to go back. I you don't have to, animal. but it's, it's going to be like that lingering thing where I may, like towards the end, I may just go online and be like, okay, where's this item because I can't seem to find it. And I know I've been collecting pieces all along at the later levels because they do like those flash forwards. And they're like, oh, this this is the last piece we need for Sector 6's rebuilding thing. And I'm like, okay, I obviously have some pieces. I just need like one or two to kind of get me moving again. So I may still want to complete it just for that completionist sake. I do um, know but- in Chapter 14, just on the path, there were a few Sector 6 things that popped up with a flashback. I don't know what they are, but there were a couple. So maybe it's in Chapter 14, JB. It could be. Um, I try not to like go online too much. Like That's what I really like about these games is that... yeah, like. 
I don't have to look online to know where I'm going. Like they really laid it out for you, like with the yellow brick road kind of style. You never feel lost, which is what I like about this, because no matter what you're doing, you easily can always go back to the main story. There's no like, okay, I was in this town like, you know, 10 hours ago. Who do I need to talk to? So that is like much appreciated for somebody that can only jump in a little bit like a day every other day. But yeah, I'm, I'm like hardcore set that I'm not starting another game until I'm done with this one. So I'm hoping in the next week or two, like I will be able to put this one back on the shelf and then move on with my life knowing that I played this game. I really hope you go on to two after this. Not right away. I, <laughs> I will one day, but it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long time before I yeah. jump into another one. Especially if Paper Mario's out there. Bravely <laughs> Default, like there's a million games. Yeah, yeah, Bravely Default too. <laughs> there's so many good games. Yeah. There are. Speaking of good games, should we go on to our under a dollar challenge? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> sure. I didn't win last week, so one of you is going first. I I don't think I won last week. Who won last I week? I did one because I had that uh, I had that Game Boy game. It was um yeah, yeah. Squidlet. Squidlet. That was fun. That was a fun game. All right, you go first. Um, so my game this week was an interesting one. It's called Gunpowder in the Teeth Arcade. <laughs> Never heard of it. Mm-mm. It was um, regularly $5. I got it for $0.49. Cents. Um, really interesting because the trailer, it doesn't look that good. Um, however, it's basically Metal Slug. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it, but it's black and white. The whole game is black and white. And that's oh. why it looked weird because you had this weird cartoonish, like, general talking, going, hey, soldier, blah, 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 blah. And it, it looked, like, really <laughs> generic. And then when you play it, it's literally like Metal Slug. Controls are super tight. Um, you do have to learn the layouts a little bit because there's little, um, not strategic things, but there's little things in the level such as like barbed wire. And so if you like jump into barbed wire, you die. However, Mm -hmm. if you go through it slowly or low crawl under it, you can like get through it. And, but then the thing that's interesting is like you pop out of it. So they'll like strategically put, um, barbed wire and then a tiny space and then barbed wire so then you like roll into barbed wire again and you stick into it and then you like then there's a cliff or something so you have to like mm-hmm. jump over it into the middle to do some like fun platforming too and it's there's plenty of enemies you have to do um, different types of like the enemy will shoot at you so you gotta there, there's like a little way to avoid and dodge the enemy bullets and stuff like that so you go back and forth and you like just avoid as much enemy bullets as possible. You do have to press a button to reload. Um, using the Damon X Machina Joy-Cons that I have, I put that as the, the little toggle button so I didn't have to remember which button was reload. So I just hit it on that and I would just tap that real quick every time I needed to reload. Um, there's little bosses too at the end that have a little bit more of a bullet sponge. And so, like 49 cents, great game. It was fun. Um, Trying to play it outside, I realized how bad these switches in sunlight, by the way. Like, when it comes to a black and white game. Oh my goodness, I could not see the screen. <laughs> but it was super, <laughs> super cool game. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, the levels are pretty small. So it had that kind of, like, you play a level, and then it'll, like, when you go back to the game. Like, so if I, like, load the game again after playing Xeno, it'll show me the levels, and you can, like, go back and play levels, like, 1-1, one, 1-2 one, one, type thing, which is pretty cool. Has a little bit of replayability there. Um, you, like, jump in the helicopter at the end, too. So, like, after you jump in the helicopter, it's like, all right, soldier. <laughs> and so, 49 cents, though, it was great. Um, awesome. JP? Yeah. 
So I got a game that is relatively new. Uh, it's by Cubite. I'm going back to the screen. Sorry, it's called Hex On. H-E-X and then capital letters O-N. It's normally <laughs> 99 cents. It was on sale for 49 cents. Just came out on June 23rd by Cubite Interactive. Um, it's hard to explain. It's more of a visual, but it's a relaxing puzzle game. So I'm reading from the eShop. Um, it's a relaxing puzzle game where you connect magnetic pieces to a hexagonal board. So you hmm. see this hexagonal board, and it's blue or yellow, um, like circles in the middle of each of them. And then scattered around it are pieces that you place on top, but they're considered puzzle pieces because some of them will have like three pieces to it. Some will have just have one, some will have two. They'll be shaped differently, and it's your job to correctly place them on top of the, the hex tiles. Um, and that's how you complete the puzzle. So you match the blue to the blue, but you have to rearrange and rotate the, the various puzzle pieces to get on top, you know, to, to position them correctly. Um, you kind of need to see it because it's a very simplistic game. Um, it's 40 handcrafted levels, original soundtrack to help you relax, and it's a game for everyone who likes jigsaw puzzles and gridlock games. And um, in each level, you have a different board instead of pieces. You need to plug all pieces to the board to complete each level. No piece can be left unplugged. So like I said, it's a very simple game. It takes you right into it when you load it up. And then as soon as you you know, put all the pieces on, it just takes you to the next one. And you know what? It's a really fun game. Like, it is relaxing. I, I like puzzle games like that. You know, it makes you think. And it's nothing where, like, you're dying or there's a time limit. It's at your own pace. So to me, I really liked it. I like uh cubite interactive to begin with because they do a lot of like inexpensive and fun games so like this one's coming out at a dollar and it's already on sale for 50 cents like you really can't go wrong with it so i actually would highly recommend it if, if you like those type of games i don't think it's uh you're, you're not wasting your coins or your money so it, it's, it's a fun puzzle game i liked it a lot cool I'm going to make a prediction right now that all three of us enjoyed our under a dollar game more than our game of the week. Uh, I mean, so far, probably two of us did. I don't know if Barry uh, must have as well. I uh, My game was Old School Racer 2 from Riddler Soft Games. It's normally $7.99. It was 90% off to $0.79. Cents. Um, this Old School Racer 2... Um, this was like, I was like, oh, this is just going to be a motorcycle racing game, kind of like mm. maybe a psych bike. But it's not. It's actually more like Trials, like the original Trials HD, which I loved. Except yeah. this has like grab, like the levels actually like change dynamically while you're while you're actually racing, and sometimes you have to go backwards and do loops. And and like I loved the insanity of Trials HD, and this doesn't have the same level as as some of that, but it has a lot of similar stuff. Uh, it's got over 60 levels. It actually has, like, you. there's three coins per level to try to collect. And if you connect, collect enough of them, you unlock new stages that if you beat that stage under a certain amount of time, you unlock permanent upgrades to your bike, which I like because then it gives you a reason to find these collectibles and you, it makes you get better and better to be able to handle the stages, you know, easier. There's checkpoints in the level. So if you die, you could just keep going back to the checkpoints. Um, it's just a lot of fun, and you know, I know it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I really enjoyed the original Trials HD, and and I haven't had a chance to play some of the newer Trials ones, but I love that style. It's simple, but addicting and fun and frustrating all at the same time, but just as a good way. And uh, for seventy nine cents, I think this is a, honestly a, worth it. Harry, I would just like to say that 
I've been looking at this game like every time because it's been yep, on sale for a too. while. <laughs> and, and on my phone, I have to look, but there was a game that I used to play religiously, and it was very similar to like these style games. And I'm just like, oh man, like that just looks super fun. And yeah, I'm probably going to download this one now. But I used <laughs> to play a game called Bike Race. I don't know if you okay. remember this one, and also uh, Bike Baron. So um, it was the same kind of style, right? Like you go through the levels, you do like cool tricks, you try and get through like the obstacles. And I'm just like, oh man, this just hits it for me. And I'm glad to hear that you liked it because I think I'm going to get this one as well. That's well, funny. While it's on sale. Both of you saw it and both of you passed on it and I did it. Well, it's not that I wanted to pass. It's just like, oh, I had you know, like another game. But yeah. I, I almost picked this and I think it's going to get to the point where one day at least two of us are going to pick the same game. Eventually, Can't wait yeah. To see what that is. And then... And then you know that the world, like, hell froze over when all three of us picked the exact same game. That will be great. <laughs> like, no, my game wins. No, my game wins. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a three-way tie at that point. Or yeah. a three-way three loss. So, I mean... This is a tough, it, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, they're all different genres, too. Like, yeah. I'd almost I, say um, I would challenge the listeners to pick a winner. Otherwise, we get a three-way tie. Yes, we should do a poll. We should say which of the three of us won this one, JP. And have them record it on, on Anchor. Have them I'm record trying. it. How, how, how about we do this? Let them do the poll, but if they record their answer, it's worth two points. Oh, I'm not keeping score. Um, keep score Barry, Barry can keep score. The right. poll keeps score. We just add in however many people. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what we need to do to get people to press like this record button. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them to do well, something. I will say that in the analytics, about 90 plus percent listen in iTunes, and you can't do it in iTunes. So, like, about, you know, a few, only a tiny bit are actually listening in Anchor. It's most of our, our fan base is in iTunes. So, it makes sense why they would have to go and navigate to the Anchor site. And I think that it, we couldn't even be searched for a couple weeks, which was weird. They had to, like, do something in the back end of their system to make us searchable so yeah. it was weird but we're there now and we've come up fairly at the top so if you type in nintendo switch you're gonna see us and you're gonna want to oh. listen to us too now i gotta look at this Ooh, anchor.fm i'm going I mean, right now I'm gonna... I'm gonna be honest with you jp if someone heard you say that right now they're clearly already listening to us are they yeah. are they really <laughs> wait maybe <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> you know what though? Every week, there's always somebody new that may not know. You know, you see a lot of times people go like, "Oh, I need a new podcast to listen to." What are some that you recommend? And that could be the first time that they're listening to us. And what's really nice is we haven't missed a week yet, even if somebody's not around, i.e., me. <laughs> they have a big backlog. Like you talk about Xenoblade being big. Like try going through the entire Switch Mania Playcast library. Good luck. I mean, the only one who hasn't missed an episode is me, but I record, so. <laughs> hey, that's not fair. I wasn't here at the very beginning. If you had invited me at the very beginning, I would have been here every episode. But, but you weren't. So. No. <laughs> you didn't know we existed, so. I did know you existed. Yeah. Please. All the way from our, I was even in our predecessor, which was the panel at Midwest Gaming Classic, where JP was there with me. That's true. That so was crazy. Should... We should talk about what's coming out next week. Nothing. Yes, Done. About this before. That's... Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this week first, guys. Uh, what did I get in this week, everyone? This... Nothing! Nothing! <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, I literally didn't get anything this week except for the, the Switch Player magazine, which JP stole the thunder on last week. So, nothing. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Barry, no, actually, what I did get in this oh, week, which was heard. really cool, um, I got in the test pages for the Easy Way Friday the 13th guide that 8-Bit oh, Steve yeah. did, one of my authors. So I got in the really high-quality prints of that stuff. So I'm getting in project things, but, like, nothing switch. And this may be an ongoing thing because I'm not really pre-ordering much right now just because I don't have time to play a lot of stuff. So I will just hunt it later um, if I really need to play something. It'll be like old-school nostalgia. It'll be weird. You guys don't even know what that is. <laughs> Barry, what'd you get? I got in the was like the truck logistics simulator from Europe. Who'd you order uh, from? I ordered that, I believe, from Amazon UK. Um, hmm. That that came in today, and then I got my uh, I got it Monday. Got my Legend of Heroes uh, mm-hmm. Trails of Cold School three. Got the the big edition. With the be- oh, this beautiful steel book and some great, great, great art book. And it comes with art, uh, postcards, which is really cool because if you play those games, it's all about the cities you go to. And it's from each of the different cities. Like a lot of a lot of great detail. And the, the Mishi plushie is awesome. Um, but I don't go for big collector's editions really. But like on a series like that, that, that is absolutely amazing game. And it was interesting as I actually, speaking of your your site, JP, I saw you tweeted out one of your reviewers reviewed it. And I was curious. And your reviewer hadn't played the other two, uh, or any of the others, I should say, but at least the first two, uh, Cold Steels, and gave it a nine. And I was really happy to see that. I'm like, oh, yes, this, this is such a good game, but it's a better game if you played the first two, even if one, the first one is slow. I will say this, though. If you want to get into these games, one thing you do have to be prepared for is they are very, very, very formulaic uh, in the sense of each chapter is virtually the same thing. It's You have a school section where you can talk to the people, and then you have a free day where you can have a little help. Then you have a test, and you go into a dungeon, and then you go to your field assignment, which is a different town, and do all the adventures there, and then you come home and rinse and repeat, and the next chapter is the same thing, but you always go to different locations. And mm-hmm. and if you, if you, that doesn't bother you, and you can get past that, especially in the world building, it is an ad- absolute adventure worth taking. Not as good as Xenoblade, but close. <laughs> but that that's what I got. That's all you got this week? Um, that's all I can think I remember getting. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> JP is like, I don't care. My turn. <laughs> My turn. All right, guys. Yeah. Good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm a, I'm a humble collector. All right. I got Dungeon of the Endless, the U.S. release, so standard edition. Comes with a key ring and a mini art book, so same as the U.K. version. Then I got in my... Ion Fury uh, finally came in. I also got my Trails of Cold Steel uh, 3, which was the regular edition. I didn't go for the deluxe. I got my Little Town Hero Big Idea edition, which was the only version that they came out with. I then got in also uh, today, then the rest of the stuff came in today, which was Shadowgate Classic Edition from Limited Run Games, and I did an unboxing. comes with a cool little NES sleeve, NES-style box. Um, I also got in two Japanese games. I got RPG Maker MV. I don't know why I just decided to buy it. It supports English. So even though we're getting it in September, if you want to start now, you could get the Japanese version and play it. And then I got a uh, Japanese-only game that I don't remember the full title, but it's it's 
playing makes you stronger silver star uh go dx which is a japanese you know board game style it's called go and i bought it because in the u.s we we got it on the eShop, like the exact game same publisher like they brought it over and i'm thinking like huh oh, maybe they patched the japanese one and it'll support english because it's a 40 dollar game on the eShop. like it's not a cheap game and i'm just Super like cheap. they must have just taken you know the japanese one and made it english well they didn't so i bought the japanese version i updated it doesn't play english so can't really enjoy that one fully and i love go like i really do i i have a i have a, a go board at home i have the stones like I really like Go. I'm a very novice player, but unfortunately, if I really want to enjoy this game, I'll have to get the forty dollar eShop digital version in the U.S. Um, and I also got in new Joy Cons. It's been like a year, but my left Joy Con was drifting for like the second or third time. Perfect so for burnout, though, to drift. Oh yeah, <laughs> perfect for burnout. Not perfect for Xenoblade when you walk off of a cliff. So. Auto run to the left. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run and I'm like, why is Shulk going? Don't go there. No. So I bought the uh, the blue and the neon yellow uh, Joy-Con. So I'm I'm sprucing up, you know, the different colors on on accessorizing it. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's I just I just like my Damon X Machina because he uses a real um, analog. Yeah, I probably you know I do have that. That's a good point. I do have that. I probably could have just uh, switched it. But oh well, I got new Joy Cons and mm-hmm. I got my best by blue so i'm i'm happy with that Um, other than that uh well there's still mail tomorrow and saturday so i'm still good no yeah no nothing on saturday right fourth of july fourth of july so tomorrow's my last day to hopefully get some imports in which i really hope but uh that's everything i got so far and he's only angry at barry for one item i i I, I did get my logistics truck simulator in so he's pissed off at you barry he's coming to your house tonight i I did forget i did get the last uh triple pack from super rare came in this week as well from overseas the tricky towers yes that's that group of three you know what thank you for reminding me there was one piece of uh physical news i forgot to mention is that depending on when this episode uh gets released super rare games is announcing two games on friday Tomorrow. So I, I don't know if both games are going to be available for sale because normally what happens is on Friday they'll announce and then next Thursday mm-hmm. it'll go up for sale. I And we are I recording a day earlier than we normally do, recording on yes. Thursday night instead of right. Friday night. So. And if you do recall, we have seen a double release in the past. We've seen the Knights of Pen and Paper and we've seen the Toki Tori and Rive collection. So hmm. they said that the two games are related somehow. So it could be a new double pack. It could just be two individual games. It could just be one now and one later. But stay tuned. I think they normally announce it at like around 12, 1 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, follow their social media channels and you'll find out what uh, what's coming out next. What, what's, what's also very exciting about that is one of the people who works for Super Rare, uh, Ryan Brown, yep. actually tweeted out about it saying that this is going to be like the he doesn't work for the company long but he this is like the most exciting thing that they've had the biggest reveal of his short time um and he can't wait to see everyone's reaction so that has me a little excited too so can i just say this is the perfect time to be a super rare club member if you are um i am and it's nice to get the opportunity to buy the games two days early and secure your copy like that's why i do it you know, there's been, you know, a little soapbox, but, you know, there's different views on, on the club itself as to whether the money is justified. Because you're really spending extra just to be able to 
get the games early and then you can get into their discord and you always get like one free collectible so like first year was like a card second year was like a, a super rare club pin um me personally i'm all in favor of this because it's times like these where maybe the game doesn't sell out right away but to have the two days to have the guarantee that you're gonna get your game you don't have to worry about selling out i'm i'm happy with that um so you know Ryan's excited, we're all excited, and it'll be nice that the club members will definitely be able to get it if they want it. So, See, and I'm the opposite. Even though I've supported Super Rare from the very beginning, and, and I, George, I, I love him. He's a great guy. You're not I told, excited? I, I, well, I'm excited. <laughs> He's but the I opposite. Him, He's not excited, JP. He's the opposite about of the, the club. club. About the club. I told him about the club. I said, you know what, I'm not excited about the club. And, and if I was having problems getting the games normally... Um, then you know what? Then I would I would have no choice. I would be I would be forced into the club. But I have had every single one of their releases, and I've never had an issue getting any of their releases. Right. So for me, if the club was free or if it was like five dollars, I probably would do it to support them. But it's the price of a full game, and with so many limited publishers out there and so many games coming out, and uh, the Especially COVID thing going on right now. Completionist it, collector too. Oh, yeah, yeah, completionist. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, do I? That's another game. And if, if I'm once I start having problems, then that would be different. Then I will join the club. But if I'm not having problems, and I'm not, and I, I'm getting the triple packs, then for me, it's it's not worth it. And there, there's pros and cons to it. But I don't. It's not like limited run in their heyday, like the beginning when things were selling out literally within a minute. Um, it's not like that anymore. That was crushed. I will say, like for me, I I'm a member of the club because I like George, I like the company, and it's my way of supporting him. It's like, yeah, it's an extra, you know, the equivalent of a game. I'm personally okay with that because it's like, you know, I'm supporting them. I like what they do. I like what they've done for the community in terms of um, like having the games on hand and and nice quality releases. So I'm okay with that. It definitely varies, you know, depending on who you talk to. But me personally, I I like the club. I will continue to sign up every year. Uh, until they no longer have it, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I see, I completely see your view on it. Um, but you know, it's an option. So they've made it so it will never, the games will never sell out just through club members. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it does limit how many are going to be available on actual like release day. Um, one thing I have seen selling out a lot quicker now are the cards. Like yeah. the cards sell out ridiculously fast and they've um since their last couple releases they're they have five cards in their set so like one through five and then they have a um like a logo card or a cover card of the game but their card number five now has like a foil variant and i don't know how many packs you have to get to potentially get one but that is something new that they've added um so they're not common either no they're not common uh, but, you know, it's just something more to add to the collectability and, and the hunt if you go for that. So I know a lot of people were not familiar with it because I started posting like pictures of it and other people were. And they go like, oh, is this new? Like, when did this start? And I'm trying to think. I think it started with um, looking at my shelf now. JP's, JP's disappearing I, on us. Assault Android Cactus Plus, I think, was the first game, maybe. Because I, I know I've seen it since then. Um, but, yeah, so it's something to look out for. Uh, and that's my uh, my final piece of of news that I forgot to mention. So we can talk about what's coming out next week now. 
Yeah, JP. JP. No, no breaths, JP. <laughs> it's the JP show, everybody. Here we go. Yeah, it is the JP show. Tuesday, July 7th, we have Catherine Full Body is coming out, and all first editions are going to come with a sheep keychain, no matter where you buy it. Um, huh. The game that is showing a release date of July 7th on Amazon, it actually came out on June 30th at GameStop, is Spirit of the North US edition. So you remember this is Merge Games, which means there is a signature edition UK collector edition out there and in the US we were just getting the regular edition. Then on Wednesday July 8th I mentioned Kunai is getting a pre-order through Limited Run Games. I don't know what time it's going to open up. It'll probably be around the time that their presentation goes I would guess which is 3pm. I could be wrong. Then on Thursday July 9th in Japan the Blair Witch game regular and limited edition is coming out and supports English. As of now Barry there's no word on a US release. I have asked. I have not. Um, Bloober team did not confirm back to me. Um, they only confirmed that it supports English. So uh, Amazon Japan or Play Asia is where you're going to want to get it. And then always, you know, my weekly release posts, I'll have the links. Then also in Europe, Kingdom Majestic, regular and the exclusive UK limited edition is coming out. In the US, we're only getting the regular edition a week or two later. But if you want the limited edition one, you'll have to get it from the UK. Then also on Thursday, we normally have Super Rare Games, uh, which I'm going to assume is after they announce it, they'll mention July 9th, but I don't know what games those are. Then on July 10th, I'm going to start with the physicals, and then I'm going to go with the physicals because it's a, it's a physical kind of day. Um, the physicals are going to be Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing Disguise. Um, and then here's the fun fact. We're getting it in the U.S., just the game. In the U.K., off of Amazon U.K., you can buy the game, and it's also going to come with a notebook and a poster map. I don't think it's packaged inside, like, with a collector box. I think it's just separate pieces. <laughs> but if you want those additional items, you have to get it from the U.K. Uh, Rising Star had confirmed that w- those pieces are not coming to the U.S., sadly. Um, then, looking through the list, My Universe, My Baby. Uh, so if you ever want to take care of a kid, uh, you can now. Uh, it's Go coming to JP's out- house. Take care of his, too. You can. It's coming out July 10th. In the U.S., Barry, it's coming out August 18th. So I already have it pre-ordered. Yeah, we're getting it a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, then also on pre-order, Star Wars Episode One Racer from Limited Run Games opens up. As I mentioned before, there's going to be a regular edition open pre-order, a classic N64-style box with a fake cartridge. Um, it's going to be open pre-order, and then a collector's edition that's limited. Then also in uh, Europe, Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is going to be for sale, and we're getting it a week later in the U.S. So those hmm. are the physicals. Then the physicals come. So Wire Production has a number of their games that are going to be coming out with a digital code and box. Mm. These are all in the U.K., so nothing is coming up in the U.S., but we have Close to the Sun, which got a true physical, Grip Combat Racing, which had gotten a true physical, Max the Curse of Brotherhood, we got that. Um, then also uh, Tiny Troopers Joint Ops XL. We got that. But here's one that got canceled as a physical, and now we're getting it as a physical. Town of Light Deluxe Edition. So if you recall, we did play this one a while back. But if you want to have a real case for it, hmm. you can. With a but that's Europe, paper. right? Nice. This is Europe, yeah. And then finally, I'm looking at the list. Um, in Europe, there's going to be physicals of the Namco Museum Archives Volume 1 and Volume 2. So it's two separate releases. Each have their own games. 
As you remember, in Japan, we got a physical that had 11 games on it. In the U.S., we had an eShop release only. And in Europe, they're getting a physical release split into two. Um, that is everything that's coming out. Do you think Asia is going to get a, a Volume 2 physical? Maybe. Do I think who? Uh, Asia is going to get a Volume 2 physical. Um, oh, Asia or Japan? They may. So what's happening with this release is that you know it came out with X amount of games, and then they're going to be releasing more games as DLC content. Mm-hmm. They could always do like a deluxe edition later on. I would say it's probably going to be a while. Um, but yeah, I um, I don't know for sure. I mean, I haven't heard any words on that. But for now, yeah, it's it's uh, it, there's no true complete on cart because obviously there's more DLC content coming. But yeah, it, it's a shame. Like, this release, I don't know why it wouldn't have come out in the U.S. Because we did get a Namco Museum-type collection in the past. The yeah, yeah, the pack. pack. Yeah, the so pack. So I, I don't know why we wouldn't have gotten this one. Maybe maybe we will get it later on. But with Namco, um, we don't always get all their releases. So you never know. Hmm. That That's everything. It's a lot of stuff, JP. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of stuff, but if you don't collect the Fosicles... It's actually not that bad of a release, and with if you the go US, to like news plus what's coming out plus what came out, it's a lot of JP this episode. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> should and count Mary the minutes. We're, we 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 need a, another presentation to announce games, which yes, yes we do. But do. There, there's plenty coming out before then. Oh, well, I mean, gonna we be, didn't we didn't argue that there's not a crap ton of games coming out. <laughs> there's going to be two presentations coming up with with limited run and Devolver and possibly yeah. Nintendo Direct. So there's yeah. at least three presentations this month. So you know what? We're not going to have a chance to talk before limited run games presentation. But what is there? Are there any games that you're hoping to see get announced? Curse of the Moon two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's gonna it's gonna align perfect timing almost with the digital release, so mm-hmm. it could. I mean, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they got it, and I'd be perfectly happy putting it next to my physical. I hope they the do the game. same the same um, special edition with the NES box. That'd be oh, amazing. Oh yeah, they would have. I mean, they don't have to, but they would have to. Mm-hmm. For what about me, you, Barry? A uh, couple. Uh, Gunvolt three. Yep. Um, yes. I would love to see a two pack with. Crypt of the Necromancer and Cadence of Hyrule still. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Splunker game from year one. That would be nice to get physical. Imagine Splunker. if Limited Run got a Nintendo IP. Wow. Because that Cadence of Hyrule, that's a Nintendo IP. Like, yes, I, it is. Wow. That would be, that would be huge. That would be first. Mm-hmm. That would be, be another level for them. You know what You know what I would like to see? The the konami collections yeah I'd oh love that would to see be those great. konami collections oh that would be amazing well yeah what do you have you have the castlevania one it was castlevania contra and like a arcade collection i yes. think that would be nice actually that's um, a good that's a good prediction for an off the wall one yeah i would love I would to like, see that i would like to see grandia one and two hd as well yes that'd be amazing it didn't um oh my god i'm drawing a blank on the company gung-ho didn't they say for like the longest time there's no plans though yeah. Well, they, I, they say Don't get that. me wrong. If it's a wish list, I absolutely want more RPGs from yesteryear on the Switch. You know what else I, I want is I want that other Wonder Boy remake that came out digitally. The um, mm-hmm. the, the earlier Wonder, Wonder Boy. Boy. Returns? Yeah. It, that came out physically on PS4. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see it on Switch. It, wasn't there a new one that just got announced? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because it's getting a physical um, the from new one Merge is. Games. Yep. You know, I would like to see them 
do a WiiWare collection because like some WiiWare games are getting like Super Rare has you know World Goo came out and Little mm-hmm. Inferno, but the uh, specifically the Rebirth series from Konami, Castlevania mm-hmm. Rebirth and Gradius Rebirth, those are lost to the ether at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't download them on Wii, you can't play them. Um, mm-hmm. So I would love to see them in a collection come on the Switch physically. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, JP? I'm trying to think like. I definitely want Grandia. I love I love those, and I would definitely jump back into them. Um, I can't think of like one specific game that on the eShop that I've been like craving for a physical. But the newsletter, like the FMVs, you know, like I'm just a fan of those, and I absolutely want to see some get announced. I don't care which ones. I they have like an interview with Wales Interactive that does a lot of them, and they've brought a lot of them to the <clears throat> PS4 in their releases. So many of them are on the eShop now. So I'm hoping that we start seeing a lot of them coming over physically. Did Corpse Killer come over? Because I know it was on the PS4. They brought that back. Fun hmm. games that don't take too long. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they had their show. So in oh, the yeah, newsletter, that'll be an obvious one. Yeah, like in the newsletter, when you open it up, it shows like a number of titles that are FMV. So like Late Shift, The Infectious Madness of Doctor Decker, uh, The Shapeshifting Detective. Plumbers don't wear ties. Let's get it. Oh my God! Yes. I thought he he I thought Josh had joked about that like if they could find the footage, um and like the source code for that they would but they just just re-record it with the original actors. <laughs> there you go. So I would say like I could definitely see like the bunker and late shift like getting announced during the direct because we have those on the eShop now and I'd be perfectly happy. Like I said, I want more FMVs. Like Did this is the year where I think we're gonna start seeing them and maybe this uh, direct is gonna be the kickoff to that. Speaking of FMVs and stuff, have you played the Late Shift? No. Late Shift is probably about a 30 to 45 minute adventure. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even so much of FMV. It's really a movie. Like you're playing like an episode of a TV or a movie. And it is honestly way better than I ever expected. And I played it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I got a review code. And it is a lot of fun. And I would... I, I urge people like if you just want like a good 30 to 45 minutes of fun it's well worth it and it has replay value because you you really get to choose different options and there's many different endings mm-hmm. nice that's what i like a game that's not too long and you can go back into it so those are my predictions i can't wait to watch it live tweet it and then we're definitely going to be breaking it down uh next episode so i hope everyone sure. stays tuned for that and then of course even though the Devolver Digital uh, Direct is on Saturday after we record, that'll be just uh, food for our episode for the following week. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun July for us because there's gonna be a lot to talk about, a lot of new announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to uh, dissecting them all with you. I am excited. So uh, is that it? Is that it? Yeah, I'm done. Holy cow! We're at an hour and a half. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, JP, do it again. <laughs> Well, everybody, um, thanks for listening. Um, so, as always, you can find the podcast over on Anchor.fm. Not as always, um, but it is over um, around Anchor.fm and all your favorite podcast applications, including iTunes, where it's going to stay forever. Um, I am in the process of up- uploading some of the backlog stuff. Um, also, I did... St- Send out all the ROMs for Black Box Challenge as I begin to put them together and send them out to all backers across the world. Um, the Switch Collector is available and it's at switchopedia.com as well as hagensalley.com. You can find me at 
Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Barry? You can find me on the Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, and you can <laughs> find me at the Facebook and the YouTube at Nintendo Foods. Um, what about you, JP? <laughs> was that German or was that French? I don't even know. Uh, I, don't know. I, I can't even fake an accent, but uh, yeah, I can't even fake one. I was going to try like country, and then I think it just still come out bad. Um, you can find me everywhere. So jpswitchmania.com for your reviews and your weekly releases. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, jpswitchmania. Twitter is really where I'm at. 25-7, so if you want to be kept in the loop, or just want to talk Switch, find me at Twitter. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm running one giveaway right now that ends tomorrow. I'm giving away... I don't even know what I'm giving away. I put it in my pin post. I'm giving away a like-new but used collection of mana uh, mm. with a GameStop display case, so uh, that's why it's the like-new uh, giveaway. But it ends on, on the 3rd, and you could just win a free copy, so check that out. It's my pin tweet on Twitter, and yeah, that's it for me. Actually, you mentioned that. I'm actually doing a giveaway right now. Uh-oh. Uh, um, over Uh-oh. If, if you go on Twitter, you go over to the Nintendo Fuse Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. We're doing a giveaway because we, we just did 200 episodes. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, eShop cards we're going to be giving away. We've got some codes from games of our past that we still have extras of that we did game chats on we're going to be giving away. Um, so it's, it's very easy to enter. So if you want to Maybe get some of these under a dollar games for free. Get some eShop cards. Oh, and um, speaking of giveaways, leave us a daggone message on Anchor and we'll do a giveaway. Pick out oh, the favorite go. one and we'll do a giveaway. There you go. So thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.